0: They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW route. Void.
2: were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Hello and welcome to the 1871 podcast with Dylan Kerr, Johnny Hunt, and me, Mark Roach. And we're hoping very much that our special guest tonight is former Royals keeper Shaka Hislop. So we're still waiting for uh Shaka to join the call. We're still waiting for Dylan to join the call, actually. So um we do we ought to mention that um Dylan's in South Africa, he's manager of a team out there, Morocco Swallows, and they do have power outages. Um so we kind of expected this that maybe um for one reason or another a guest that we've confirmed might not turn up so let's keep our fingers crossed and um, hopefully Shaka will join us on on this call if not we can uh, hopefully rearrange it for another time and with Dylan who knows kind of who knows with Dylan anyway In general, <laughs> um, but look before we hopefully talk to Shaka uh, and if not we're going to talk about him instead uh, let's talk about the, the current Royals side. So, a little summary from me first a draw at Bournemouth, um, who are looking at automatic promotion this season, a clean sheet, and a win on Saturday at home to Blackburn, um, who are still, of course, in the playoff places, and a brilliant goal from Jos Laurent. And as if by magic, we're joined now by Shaka Hislop. Hello, Shaka. How are you? I'm fine. Hi, how are you? We're okay. We're, we're slightly concerned. We don't know where, what's happened to Dylan, but we're, <laughs> but we're going to carry on. Gone left back. We're going to carry on regardless. <laughs> we're, and and Shackle, we just started off talking about the the Reading win at, at the weekend and um, that goal from Jos LaRon, Johnny. You, you know, you need a bit of confidence to even try that. So that's a good sign, isn't
3: it? Absolutely, and you know, a clean sheet, which I think is the first. Uh, since October if I'm not mistaken and the new goalie that came in we just look more solid uh, yeah. we looked solid against Bournemouth on Tuesday it must have been inspired by my walk we've unbeaten since then. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking exactly that and, and look
2: there, there's eight games to go and Reading are five points clear of Barnsley and let's not forget obviously the teams in the bottom three don't usually win which is precisely why they're in the bottom three so that's a decent gap and and we all know what the goal is for Paul Ince to keep Reading in the championship. So, yeah. Johnny, as as a Reading fan, how are you feeling about you know the last two performances, going back to to that draw at Bournemouth as well?
3: I think, you know, and I was there for that, and it, and we deserved at least a point. You know, obviously the early goal again, and here we go. But they they, they play there's real spirit, there's a real fight, and you know Ince's goal was absolutely superb, and we could have nicked it, but you know you take the point, and then Saturday. Clean sheet and you know, I think obviously Swifty coming on, I think probably changed the game. You know, I, I wasn't there, but I, you know, from what I gather, you know, him coming on, because he's a class player, he creates chances. And the goal from the wrong was just one of those goals from nowhere or somewhere that you go, wow. Yeah. And but a clean sheet is huge as well. And, and you know, the belief, and it's almost like it's a shame it's the international break, because you might want to just kick on, but that gap's there now. So, you know, they've got the confidence. And you know, an Ince is obviously doing you know, he's got the chance to work with the players, hopefully another two weeks would give him a chance to you know build again you know and hopefully we are you know, confident we're going up rather than down uh, and that goal from
2: Lauren reminded me a little bit of um, Dylan's goal against stoke in nineteen ninety four i don't I don't know if you remember that one it was yeah it wasn't top corner, it was bottom corner. Uh, but he hit it from, you know, roughly the, the same distance. So I was going to talk to him about that, but we don't know where he is. I'm guessing it's, it's a power outage in in uh, South Africa. But yeah, obviously, you know, really big game coming up for the Royals at Barnsley. And, and we'll be talking about that on Friday's episode, where we'll be joined by former Reading defender Andy Bernal. But now it's time for a chat with with our special guest this evening one of the greatest Reading keepers of all time. And mm-hmm. and Shaka, before we we talk about your time with Reading, what do you make of what's been happening with the Royals this season?
1: Uh, I'll be really honest with you, Mark. I haven't had the opportunity to follow Redding results as maybe I, I, I should just can give my my own obligations with uh, ESPN here. Um but I, to, to 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 what you you're saying I as, I see Reading as, as, as a Premier League club in, in all but name, so, so to see them down the wrong end of the table, of course, is going to be concerning, um, but happy that, that they're able to put together a string of results that at least consolidate their, their current position in, 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 in the Championship. So hopefully things turn around in, in that regard and, and fans are, are rewarded for, for their loyalty.
2: And, you know, the obvious place to start with, with you, Shaka, is, you know, when you joined Reading and, you know, what an amazing time for you personally, but but also mm. for Reading, you know, you, you got promotion in 1994 and then you came so close to promotion to the Premiership the following season. Looking back on, on your time at Reading, um, obviously want to sort of ask you about, you know, just missing out on that season and, and your, your, your time at Reading, but... When you first joined Reading, what, what were your thoughts coming into the, the club in terms of what you could achieve personally, what you felt the team might
1: be able to mm. achieve back then? Well, you have to remember how I arrived at, at Reading. I, I grew up in Tran-Tobago, went to went to university in the US and um, was offered what was a, what was supposed to be a, a two-week trial by, by Mark McGee and, and, and Colin Lee. Um, so I, I came in with, with no real expectation, and I'll be honest. I I didn't even know where Reading was or, or anything of, of Reading's history coming in. I, I um, you know, as, as I say unashamedly, came in completely blind. Uh, I was given an opportunity to, to, to live a boyhood dream, and, and that's exactly how how I saw it. And, and this may, may raise a chuckle, but I remember seeing, uh, walking out on the Old Elm Park with, with Mark just after I, I, I arrived and, and, and thought, this is this is the greatest stadium I've ever played in or, or will play in or hope to play in at, at, at the time. And, and that was just kind of my, my history in the game. As, as I say, soccer slash football hadn't really taken off in the US as, as it had now. So even the facilities back then um, left a, a, a lot to be desired. So I was just happy for the opportunity and, and not really knowing what held in store, what was held in store for me.
2: And what about... Uh, and I know Johnny's uh, itching to ask you loads of questions. I'm, I'm sure Johnny, but that first, you know, that first season when you were at Reading, there's obviously something just clicked with the team, the players. You know, Dylan was there as well. Lots of lots of really good players at that level. And you know, I said in my introduction, uh, a lot of people regard you as the greatest Reading player of all time. I mean, uh, sorry, goalkeeper um, and one of the, the greatest players of all time, I I, I would say as well, um, in terms of, you know, all-time Reading 11s and that, and that sort of thing. But what was it about your time at the, the club? Why why do you think the, the club
1: had all that success that they did? What what was it? Well, it was a couple of things. First of all, that it was more my second season. My, my first season was, was one I'd, I'd prefer to forget, in all honesty. I think my first season, 92, 93, I, I only played a, uh, maybe a dozen games or so. Uh, Steve Francis was a starting goalkeeper, and I, I struggled. I struggled with the demands of being a professional, of being in, in what was a, a foreign country for the first time, being away from, from loved ones, um, and, and a life that I'd built for, for myself elsewhere. Um, but I, I I often tell the story that at, at the end of that first season, I remember going back to Toronto, Tobago, and, and talking to, to my dad about, about my experience. I I wasn't enjoying it at all. I I, I really struggled. Um, but I had signed a two year deal and my dad said, listen, the one thing you do is is you honor you honor your agreement. You go back up, you finish your second year, and if at the end of of, of that second second season you still feel the same way then then come home um, or figure out what, what's next for you. And I say that keep in mind I just graduated from from university, had a mechanical engineering degree. Um, so I went back up to, back up to, to Reading for, for the 93-94 season. Colin, uh, Colin and Mark McGee called me into, into the office and said, we, we got a, a bid from, I think it was Hartley Pool, for, for Steve Francis. And we can't afford to replace them. So you're our starting goalkeeper. Um, it, it was as simple as that. And, um, and, and the rest, as I say, is history. You know I played every game that season. I I don't think I, I don't think I was I, I was great by any measure, but I I played my way through. Um, I played my way through that inconsistency. You know, I played my way through bad form, and I played every game that season. And and of course, we won. We we won. We ended up winning the league and, and getting promoted. I think a lot of of the success around that season, and, and I remember this. I remember this vividly. Just before the, the first game of the season, and, and keep in my 92-93, I think we finished somewhere around eighth. Um, but just before the first game of the season, I can't remember who it was against, Mark called everybody together and, and said, um, you know, I was looking at the opposition and, and how they play and trying to find a, a system to play up against them. So said, then I stopped myself and I thought, they need to find a system to play against us. And I, 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 I felt a lot changed in that one sentence. As far as we went from this team that, that finished eighth and were a mid-table and flirting with, with the idea of, of getting any playoffs from the season before, to us genuinely believing that we were the team to be beat, that others had to adjust to us. I, I and, and I I always remember how that made me feel. I, I feel it, it, it I feel the entire squad responded and we, we just ran away with, with with the lead that season, you know, and, and it, it um I, that for me when we talk about the success and we can talk about we can talk about the players coming in and, and how well everything how everything went, but I think everything turned on its head with that one pre season talk. At Coombe Park, the, the training ground. Johnny, over to you. I'm sure you've got loads of
3: questions you'd like to ask Shaka. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hi, Shaka. You know, I, one thing I think you had, and it goes with the shirt that you're wearing at the time's presence. You just had this. Mm. It's almost like you filled the whole goal, uh, and, and like <laughs> you you were watching. Yeah, and it just it, it was you know, like, it's like a brick wall. But the Thank whole you. team had that, didn't they? You yeah. know, from where. Did you did it just something that naturally evolved as leaders on the pitch? Did you kind of work on it? Or was it from Mark and then when Jimmy and Mick took over
1: kind of later on? Yeah, I know I think it's something that just kind of grew um with, with the team. You know, we, we had enough players who were there long enough, who understood the club, the city, who who grew up right there, such as such as A.D. Williams, um, and 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 we're very much leaders on the park itself. And and um, as I say, for me, it was just a matter of 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 playing my way through um playing my way through any loss of form, any bad results, just any injuries, just just constantly showing up. And and this again may may date the game and, and how far how far how long ago it was. But at the time you were allowed two substitutes. Generally you didn't have a goalkeeper on the bench. Um so you know when if anything was going wrong, a, a change wasn't an option. You know if, if I hurt, if I got hurt during a game, and I had to come out, an outfield player would have to go would have to go and go. So you just and and, and for me, um, I think it was good that it started in in what was then the second division in, in today's money is is, is League One. Um, and you you, I was allowed to make mistakes and and. At, more yeah. times than not, not, not punished for those mistakes. And the higher you go, obviously, we, we then go to the first division, what is now the championship. Um, you, you, get punished, you get punished more for those mistakes. So it was good for me to start in that lower division and just be allowed to, to play the game. I also felt, Johnny, that I had the backing of, of Mark and Colin to do things uh, as I saw fit and, and to make those mistakes. And I always remember Mark McGee sitting me down and saying, "I want, I want you to come for crosses." He's like, I, "You come for crosses. If you don't get there, I will defend you." He's like, "But if ten crosses come over, and you come, and you, you come, you come for all ten. You might catch six. Two, two might fall somewhere else, and we we clear it. One or two might might go in the goal." Like if you if you come for none, four or five will end up in the goal. He's like, so yeah. I'm I'm gonna back you for that. I'm gonna back you to come for crosses. and know that you're gonna, even though you make mistakes and they may result in goals, it could be twice as bad if you don't. It's like, so you wow. just come, and if you don't get there, I will defend the early press. And and that that's all I needed to hear. So now yeah. I have the confidence to come for crosses. I have the confidence of the manager that he's he's gonna back me. So now I'm coming for crosses, I take some, I, you're growing confidence, and that's where that presence comes from. That presence comes from confidence in, in your manager, and then and then as a result, a confidence in your own game.
3: I like in those days, uh, it sounds like we're going back on time. I guess you wouldn't have sports psychologists and all this stuff no, you we have didn't. now.
1: Like so when, we, so we like, didn't when you didn't have a goalkeeper band, coach, Johnny. <laughs> I tell people this all the time. So Peter Benetti used to come. Peter Benetti wow. made former Chelsea, Chelsea legend. Yeah, Chelsea, yeah, the Peter cat. Yeah. Yeah, the cat. He made his living going around to clubs. Um, he lived, I believe, in Wolverhampton. So he made his living going around to clubs, doing one day a week. And uh, Colin knew Peter and told him about me and, and got Colin to come down to, to Reading uh, once a week. And so, you know, again, never mind sports, psychologists, we, we didn't even have a goalkeeper coach, you know, but to, but to be fair, most clubs didn't, even in the Premier League, they didn't have full-time goalkeeper coaches. That's how, how long ago it was.
2: And, and just talk um, about the, the defence. So, you know, we're not quite sure what, what's happened to, to Dylan and as if by magic, here he comes. Uh, here he is. We're just talking about you. How are you? Yeah, oh, there he is, the one and only. Get a power
4: we've got out. Load, we get got Lord Shedding here. So oh, there you go. Way.
2: That was a lucky guess. Yeah. Well, welcome. Glad, yeah. glad you joined us. So, we've been oh, talking to just... Shaka, and as if yeah. magic, we I was about to ask him what it was like to play you know, behind the defence with, with you and Andy Bernal and AD Williams. So, I'm going to let him answer that question, and luckily, you're going to be able to hear the answer. So, what, what was that? <laughs> about,
1: <laughs> no, it, <Jacka! laughs> it, it was it, it was it was fantastic playing play with our side because i, I think it, it was it, it was a talented squad you know and, and a, a squad that i thought had good balance you had you had dylan and andy Bernal on neither on flanks, ad and who was the other center back i remember darius uh maca was the um was the other center back um who, who was uh, good Kings. for me i, I uh, Keith McPherson and I bonded really well. And and, we, and given his experience in the game and, and my inexperience, we're able to have a lot of conversations about the game. And actually, my, my second season, um, my, my, my second season, so that season that we won, we won uh, the, the, the second division, uh, again, in today's Money League One, I actually lived in London, as, as Maka did, and would meet Maka uh, just off the M4 so had that opportunity every single day to and from Coombe Park just to sit with with, with, with Macker to talk about the game, his own experiences around it. And I thought that was a, a real valuable learning curve uh, for, for me as well. You know? So um, it, it was you, you had Eddie Williams who w- was attracting a lot of attention and, and kind of was a standout player, you know, tall moved around the moved around the park so 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 well you had Dylan and and Andy Bernal bombing up either flank and and you had that steady presence of of Keith McPherson and it was so it gave me it gave me um aspect of 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 the game to work behind. You know the league's best center back, the league's most experienced center back and and two wing backs who covered more ground than anybody else in the league.
2: Dylan, I'm going yeah. to let you take over here. The one, the one question that we all want to know is, you know, Shaka's thoughts about just missing out on the Premiership. But kind of over to you now, Dylan. We're going to let you take the stage from here.
4: Well, hey, up, Shaka. <laughs> hey. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Shaka. We were we get load shinning in South
1: Africa where everything just goes off.
4: There's That's all right. Like-
1: nah, don't worry. I I understand only too well. Yeah, so listen, so yeah, how are you? Are you looking well? I'm doing well, man.
4: I'm doing good. Hanging no, in, I just, trying to. I, I just think when I joined Reading, you know, one of the one of the one of the things that made me join Reading was I didn't know I didn't know us all. I didn't know anybody. And you must yeah. have had that when you came over. I like you say you didn't know you didn't know anybody really that you know you could actually you know call a friend or
1: you know say oh I That's can right. I can attach myself to him. You know. So how, how did feel you feel when you went? I knew a couple of people in london but but that was it as it happened a couple a couple of um guys I grew up with uh were, were living in london, so it was commutable it wasn't too bad um and then when i um when I first came as as i was mentioned off the top, it was just on a two week trial, and they put me up in in digs Russell Court hotel or Russell Street hotel some of you saw and uh phil parkinson stayed in in, in the same digs as well parky had had just joined. Um, that off season as well, ninety two, ninety three. So I got to, I, so I got to, to, to know Parky through, through our shared time there, you know. And and, and again, so somebody like 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 Parky who, who had been involved in the game and at the level that that he had, that was was good for me as well. But I've mentioned before you came on that I really struggled my first my first season to settle down, to to, to acclimatize to what was what was asked of me for all the reasons that you just said. You know, you're far away from a life that you you known and carved out for yourself, um, from people you love, friends and family, in in what was a strange place. And it took a lot. It took a lot to to get used to, you know. And and, and as I said before, I I really struggled at that first year, um, but happy that I stuck it out. Well, you must have you must have got plenty of sleep because if you shared digs with Parky. <laughs> he see, he that's right. He that's right. Then you
2: can't me <laughs> Sha- well, Shak Shaco, is- just just want to just want to jump in again. Um, let let's talk. And, and Dylan's talked about it. For he's got his own sort of personal reasons about what happened with with the final and, and not being involved and and all that sort of thing. But what what was it? What was it like? You know that that second season after he got promoted. Getting so close, I think, because they restructured the lead, didn't didn't they? I'm right. second. I think yeah. three points behind. I think it was Middlesbrough won it. Middlesbrough, yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what was that feeling like? You know, being part of that amazing season, which it was, but then just coming so close and, and missing out. How, how did that feel? Well, it, it
1: was heartbreaking. And, and and listen, as much as we finished second and, and any other any other season, we, we'd have gone straight up. <laughs> No, nobody expected us to finish second. We didn't expect to finish second. I'll, I'll be very honest with you. Um, so I, I, when I moved over from, from the U.S., I left my girlfriend behind. Um, she came to, came to join me. And, and I, I eventually proposed. And we were to get married that summer, summer of 1995. And we, we set a date of, as June 10th. And I always remember her saying, well, you know, you don't think that might be close to the end of the season? What if we get to the playoffs? I was like, we not get to the playoffs. <laughs> we we, we tried to I, avoid I, I relegation get to here. The playoffs, <laughs> yeah. I'm like we tried to avoid relegation. No, again, keep in mind the season. You know, we as much as we'd won, as much as we'd won. You know, the the, 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 um, the season before in, in, in the old second division, we were mid table before that. You know, the season before something. Can, if we finish mid table, a newly promoted team in, in the first division. We're taking that. And she's like, well, what if we get to the playoffs? Like, We're not getting to the playoffs. We, our season will be finished mid-May or whenever it is. We get back to Trinidad. We get married. No problem. <laughs> and then there you go. Lo and behold, we go on this incredible run. So I, I, I say all that just to say that, you know, as much as you finish second and you feel... On the one hand, you can say, "Oh, well, you know, any other season, maybe you feel cheated." Nobody expects I, 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 didn't expect us to to be up there. For and and I just explained. So you you take it you take it for what it is. You know, you you take it for for what it is. Um, but we get to the playoffs. Um, and, and we we play Tranmere and in in, in yeah. the first the, yeah. uh, in, the, in the in the playoffs we go up there. I think we win three 0 something of the sort. Oh well, even before that, last game of the season, we know if we finish in second, I don't think we we catch in. I don't think we catch in middle, bro. The whole squad comes out in sunglasses. Last league yeah, game of the season, yeah, team. we did. <laughs> yeah, the whole school team comes out and sunglasses. We, "We we we just love it. We think this is great. We we yeah. we were determined to enjoy that experience. Um, and then we go up to Tranmere, we win. I think I'm right in saying three nil. Then we come back to to Elm Park for a nil-nil in which the crowd never stopped sharing. And, and in all honesty, I, I don't think we ever lost control. It was nil-nil, but we never will lost control of that game. We, we knew all we had to do was, was avoid a 3-0 defeat, and we never lost control. Um, so we, we, go, we go to the final against, uh, against Bolton. Uh, and that, and it just, so I think the, the more heartbreaking aspect to it, even more heartbreaking than finishing second, is how that game played out. You know, um, fantastic day at at at, at Wembley. Um, weather was incredible. We take the lead. We we're in full control. But there was always this concern, given Bolton's own experience, that that they they would finish stronger, you know, and and they would they would have their moments. And, and it's how we dealt how we dealt with that moment. Um, and as much as, as we miss that penalty to, uh, to 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 go even further ahead, it came down it came down to the last minutes of 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 the game. And um I can't remember when they scored the first, but I I think Defrater scored in the eighty six to, to to tie it up. And and to this day, um I've 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 seen that goal a few times and I think he caught me or I think I'm more um, me, if I were more experienced, I would have saved that. I, I, I think he caught me moving um, in a way that just kind of um, showed my inexperience in, in the position. You know, and, and, and we spoke about we didn't have goalkeeper coaches back then, we, we didn't have that full time person to lean on and, and, and work with. And, and I think you know some of my own experiences told in, in in that second goal. Even if you go back now and look at it, I am still coming out to us to as, as he hits it, and as a result, I just can't stop the feet. I can't. I can't make you see it. And, and I'll be honest, I, that game going into going into extra time, I, I didn't think we we had a prayer. That the last half hour, if not the entire second half, was all about Bolton. They they just had more strength, more legs. They they just they just ran over us um in 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 uh, in extra time and, and in the end as much as we grabbed one later on to make it four three um they, they were by far the better better team in, in extra time. Shaka, I just I just think you know because obviously I
4: was on the bench and I went well not straight but you know I was suited and booted on the bench you know and I thought you know and and this is where you learn things you know and this is why I enjoy coaching as I do now. I actually thought at the time, you know, when Noggs when came off, I mm. think that, that because Noggs used to run, run his socks off, and he did yeah. that for 45 minutes, and he stopped Stubbsy. He didn't yeah. give Stubbsy chance. Now, when when Quinny came on, right, I just thought that Stubbsy then decided to, to, to run the show, which gave McAteer the option right. to run the show. Mm-hmm and And that that was for me stand, sat on the bench, you know, trying to get us to you know right. you know cause remember in the extra time i 'm running around Wembley Stadium, you know, trying to get the fans because yeah. everybody's gutted at the time, but I think and again it's it's, it's no, it's no disrespect to quinny, uh, but you know I thought when when Nugs came off with his calf strain at half time, that allowed Stubbsy to to mm. to then go forward, which then allowed Jason McAteer to go forward, yeah which then,
1: but that's my opinion. That's,
4: like I
1: said, that's yeah. me. No, but. I, I, I think that's a valid point. One, one that I'll be honest, I, I've never even thought of in terms of I, I can remember these substitution patterns and, and, and how it went. You know, um, Obviously, you just kind of focus on, on what's in front of you and, and you deal with it as, as, as best you can. You know? But yeah, you're absolutely right. For us to, to beat Bolton that day, we needed to have legs. And, and um, with greatest respect to, to, to Queenie incredible finisher. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. One, yeah. one of the best finishers I've, I've played with. You know, and I've played with some incredible ones. Listen, there's players like Alan Shearer and uh, Les Spinn and they has been incredible finishers in the game. Um, and, and, and But outside of, outside of the Premier League, I don't think I've seen a, a better, more natural finisher than, than Jimmy Quinn. Certainly, yeah. I've never to played with one. Be, to be fair, Shaka, remember, I mean, remember when he
4: kicked Scotty Taylor you remember you know, Scotty with that annoying yeah. laugh when he'd not make go, ah, 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 and Quinny didn't like it and <laughs> Quinny volleyed his head. And then every, everybody everybody was like in shock. And we wouldn't we want have been there had we had the option of it was is Quinny staying or Quinny's going. You know? Right.
1: It, it mm-hmm. came to the
4: point where we had to decide as players whether what he did to Scotty was was justified and where should he stay. Because we were training at Coombe Park, I can remember it as if it's right. yesterday. I
0: yeah. mean,
4: but we we kept Quinny. We kept Quinny because yeah. we knew how important he was for that's us right. to be to be as good as we were. Without that's Quinny, right. we wouldn't be talking like this yeah. now uh, about the absolutely. championship and the playoffs. You know, so absolutely, we know how good it so, was. How, how how
3: like you played under Mark in that season, then you played under Quinny and, and Mick. Was there much difference of by that time when they took over it was just you just went on the pitch and did what
1: you did Is it, does that make sense I, I think it was the case and we, we just went on the pitch and, and did what we did you know we'd been doing the same things under Mad for for well, two and a half seasons before before he moved uh to to, to Leicester. And, and we knew what we would you know we, at that point we knew what we were doing you know we were yeah. playing well and we were playing with confidence you know we' were at the top of we' were at the top of, of of the first division um. And it's just a matter of, of putting us out there and letting us do it as as we've done. Let everybody play play their natural games. Whether we're talking about Aussie through midfield or not, you don't ask Simon Osborne to do anything different than, than he had been doing, you know, all, all season long. You know, I, I, we just went out and, and continued to do as 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 we had been. Johnny, you don't, you don't you, the, the
4: the biggest thing about it, and, I, and I'll. And I'll... I can't wait till my book comes out. Uh, I know Andy huh. Bernals done one, so Shaker will probably he'll have a book out before me. But <laughs> uh, um, we had great, we had a great, we had a great team. We had some great characters, yeah. and and we we literally became, you know, reading people. We would go out to Utopia every Wednesday night without fail. Prepare
1: yourself. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Uh, we'll not tell the story about it. We'll not, we'll not go to the story with you and the Bouncer. Oh, please do, we've got time. Well, we, 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 we'll,
2: do, we'll do a whole episode for that, but look, look we're, running, we're running out of time. But look, Dylan, have you got one last question for Shaka?
4: When are you coming back to the UK, Shaq? Or when, um,
1: when are you going to get me in a job in America? That's the, the big question. How many questions is that? I'm, I'll be back in. I'll be back in the UK. Um, I, had, I have to be back in the UK at some point in the next in the next couple of months. For for um, uh, those those who may not know, uh, I was awarded the freedom of the city by Newcastle, so I have to come back. I have to come back to the UK for for that. They don't have a date just yet. They're just hoping to get it done before the end of May. So I'm I'm hoping to hear about that sooner rather than later. And then I want to bring the family back um, at some point o- over the summer. We haven't all been back. Um, as as uh, my, my four girls were all born in England, um, we have a boy who was born here in the U.S. But we haven't been back with the entire family since since we left in 2006. And uh, we want to make that effort to, to come out and uh, just take take the kids around, show them the show them the old homes where they were born, the houses we all lived in, stuff like that
3: there must be a freedom of reading, isn't
2: it? Shaka, unfortunately, Utopia's not there anymore.
1: Unfortunately, for Dylan, maybe. Unfortunately for Dylan.
3: I was never in there. Surely, there must be a freedom of reading as well going on while you're over,
1: isn't there? Come on. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'll be there. I'll be. I'll, I'm going to drive through Reading, and that, that's, that's, <laughs> about, that's about that's what all I can promise right now. <laughs>
2: Well we we're, we're out of time now Shaka just really want to thank you for being a guest a uh, proper royals legend from uh, certainly myself and and Johnny going back as Reading fans for for yeah. years um thank I, you very I much I don't know about Johnny but but you get in my team at, in the number one
1: absolutely that'll do that'll do nicely thank you very much guys. Good, good to have brilliant I I good really with really you. enjoyed thank that and, and Shaka guests,
2: Shaka. Friday, Shaka. 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 He's trying Shaka. to put me off the finish bit now. Anyway, our guest on Friday is your former teammate, Shaka. It's uh, former Royals defender Andy Bernal, who's got plenty to talk about with his role the ab David Beckham as well in his book, sure. Dylan said. So uh join us on Friday from six thirty PM and don't forget you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at eighteen seventy one podcast. But for now, uh, thank you. Take care and good night to all of you who are listening. Thanks to to Johnny. Thanks to Dylan. Uh, glad you could join us, Dylan, and especially to you, Shaka. Re- really appreciate you being on.
1: Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Good speaker you are. Sports Social
4: Podcast Network. With Lucky Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.